Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose and welcome to Say La Me and Podmas Day 7. This marks a week of doing Podmas. Wow. And I'm very excited about today's episode because I asked y'all to let me know anything you're struggling with, anything you need advice on, and y'all delivered. And now I'm going to deliver some advice for any of your problems. Now, I... I'm not going to do the whole disclaimer of, I am not a therapist, and you blah, 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 because y'all know that. I'm not a therapist. I am a magazine, like, editorial assistant. I am not, <laughs> and I'm a girl who podcasts in her room. Like, I have no qualifications, but, you know, I'm a human, so if you want my advice, feel free, because some of the stuff, actually a lot of the stuff I've gone through, um, so it would be really great if you wanted to listen to my advice, and I hope that I can help, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Alrighty, let's get started. So someone says, I am having a hard time balancing work life with my personal life. I feel like there's not enough time in the day. Any tips? Yeah. So I have a few tips, and I'm still learning because I've only been at my job for like maybe six coming on seven months at this point. And so I'm not perfect at this, but this is my best advice is to wake up a little bit earlier to get stuff done. For me, that makes me feel, it's not even just like, oh, earlier before work is like the best time to get things done. For me, I love going, coming into work, feeling like I've done something for myself before I'm ready to do things for others. Now, maybe that's a selfish thing, but you know, I feel like I'm trying hard for my life not to revolve around work. And for me, I love my job. Absolutely love it so much. So much. My job is great. Also, sorry if you can hear my dog barking in the background. I don't know what her deal is, but um, hopefully she won't bark that much anyway. But anyway, I love my job, but I if I love something, I feel like I'm kind of in danger of like making my life uh, not revolve around it, but making it a really big priority in my life, which is great good characteristic, I guess, but if it's my job, that can kind of get to be a little bit, you know, I can get to be obsessive. I can just kind of give it a place in my life where maybe I should be thinking, okay, like, chill, calm down. So that's why I recommend getting up earlier to get stuff done so that you go into work knowing that you've already done something for yourself. So I typically will get up early to exercise or just to kind of like have coffee in peace without like having coffee when I'm getting ready or whatever because it does make a difference. It makes a difference more so to my mindset than anything. You know, obviously if you're exercising, it'll probably like give you a mood boost or whatever, but I love going into work. I like starting my day before I get to work and not just having work be like the start to my day. So I think that we typically think about doing stuff after work, but you can do it before work too. You can do it after work too if you want to. I just like to do some stuff before work. Obviously, I do things after work, but sometimes I'm just like, no, let's get all the like chores type of things like workouts and all that out of the way before work so that when I come home, I can just kind of relax all of that. And in regards to your second part of the question that says, I feel like there's not enough time in the day, um, that kind of just tees off of what I was saying. If you feel like there's not enough time in the day, give yourself more time in the day by getting up earlier, going to bed later, whatever, but also I know it's hard because of like sleep patterns and you have to like get a sleep like schedule going and have it be like a good amount of sleep and not just two hours and all of that. Uh, That can be tough with trying to balance work, but I would say leave work hours in work hours, you know, leave your work 
to, you know, eight to five or whatever you're in the office or working from home, set a schedule for that because I feel like, I don't know, jobs are different. My sisters are teachers and they cannot just like be like, okay, well, once I'm at school, school is at school. They always have stuff to do when they get home. And so that's different. But I would say even within that, set a schedule of like, okay, I go home and then by 5 p.m. I have to have everything done even if I'm working on stuff from home, you know, and just set that schedule. And then that kind of gives you the freedom to have that stuff be done by that time and then have the rest of the day be yours. I really hope this helped. I just find that getting up earlier helps me. So hopefully it'll help you too. All right, I got another question and this person says, I don't know how to define my personal style and need help. Me too, it's okay. Um, so I would say just start out by making notes of what looks good on you and what patterns and colors you like. Even looking at pictures of people you know, like celebrities and whatever, if you see an outfit and you're like, ooh, I really like that outfit, kind of try and think deeper and more deeply and think about like, why do I like that outfit? Do I like the way it looks on her? Do I like this style? Do I like the style on other people? Or is it just on this person, you know? Also look at people with the same body type as you. That can really help uh, you kind of figure out what looks good on you. I know there are certain things that I just don't feel comfortable wearing, even though I think they're adorable. And so sometimes I'll try them out but I'll try them out in a, I guess, atmosphere where I know they're not going to be like pictures taken because I can get like really self-conscious. I want to obviously dress the most flattering for me when I know there are going to be pictures taken. So I wouldn't like try this big risk and then be like, well, I hope I look good, you know. And so like something that I tend to do or I guess not do is I don't tend to wear sleeveless things. Definitely have never worn strapless, but sleeveless things... I don't know. I just have an issue with my arms. Actually, I think they've been looking pretty good recently. And so I'm kind of feeling my arms. I'm like, okay, I think they are looking good. So I might want to try to wear something sleeveless or something with like straps or whatever. But I probably wouldn't just dive in and be like, okay, I'm going to do it and be brave. And then like, if there are pictures taken, I'm like, ew, hate the way I look. This is horrible. Or I, if I wanted to wear something you know, strappy or sleeveless, but I wasn't quite sure about it, I would bring a jacket, and then I'd be like, okay, cool, like, maybe some pictures, just kind of see how I look, but if I feel uncomfortable, or if I see the pictures, I'm like, hmm, maybe not, put on a jacket, you're still good to go, and that has something, you know, that says something about my, you know, body, I don't know, issues, <laughs> I won't say issues, but you know, the ways that I am maybe not the most confident in parts of my body, that's fine. It's good. I don't think that, you know, being, like, having areas where you're a little bit like, oh, you know, not sure about this. I don't think that means you hate your body or anything. I don't know. This question was not about body positivity, but, you know, we all have areas where we're like, hmm, maybe I don't wear this because of that or whatever. I get that. So, try and take a couple of risks. Don't be afraid to experiment. I have lately incorporated like blazers and wide leg pants, two things that really scared me previously because I was like, oh, you know, my goal is to look really good in the clothes that I wear and obviously I want to look, you know, fit, thin, whatever. That's always been something that I'm like, cool, if I look fit, then that looks great. And so I was scared of like adding layers and having like things that didn't define my body, like wide leg pants. So I always shied away from those items, even though I thought they looked great on other people. I'm like, there's no way I can look thin or, you know, 
I can look proportional or whatever in this because you can't tell what my body looks like. I'm like, oh, I'm scared. And so I've incorporated them into my wardrobe. I love them and I want more. And so I know that those two things are things that I want to invest in now. They're staples. And so I've also tried out shoes that I wouldn't have tried and I like now. So I would, you know, buy more of those shoes. I'm getting out of my comfort zone a little and finding things that I love. Not to say that I haven't gotten out of my comfort zone and been like, hmm, that wasn't the look, that wasn't the moment, not my favorite. So be, you know, confident, be okay with experimenting. And it's not the end of the world if you try something and you're like, hmm, it wasn't my most flattering. I honestly think that key to finding your personal style is don't be afraid to fail or to not look good in things. For me, I know it's something I need to work on. I always want to look good and I need to not care so much. I need to not be so vain. I'm not even saying, like, I'm not even sugarcoating it. I think about my appearance too much. I do. I don't know why. I think just because, I don't know, it could be, it doesn't matter, but it could be like anything. It could be like childhood stuff or it could be just like, I just really want to look put together. I really, like, I think other girls are gorgeous and I want to look like them and I want to, like, blah, 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 blah. I need to not care so much about how I look. That is kind of divorced from personal style. Of course, I want to, like, look good in the clothes that I try, but key to finding personal style is experimenting with things. How are you going to know something's your style or not your style unless you try it on? So, yeah, I would definitely say don't be afraid to fail, don't be afraid to flop, or like not look good, or whatever, because then you know, and you won't try that again, and it's fine, you know, it's just key, have fun, all right, <laughs> the next, that was kind of all over the place, I apologize, but anyway, uh, the next question says, how do you heal from heartbreak, I am trying to get over a breakup, and it's really difficult, first of all, I'm sorry, I get it, it's hard, I have never officially been broken up with, or have broken up with anyone before, because I've never been in an official relationship, yay, but I have had, okay, my dog's back at it, all right, anyway, I've had relationships that have ended, and that can be really sad, so I feel qualified to give this advice, plus you asked, so, I have a couple of different things that have helped me about it, um, I would say talk to someone first and foremost, it can help so, so much, it can just, like, let people know, hey, I'm not really feeling the best, you know, I'm going through it, I have things that are making me sad, and so it makes other people aware, but it also makes you aware of your feelings, sometimes you don't realize you feel a certain way until you say it out loud, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's how I feel, this is interesting, okay, and, but it gives you an outlet and it gives you some way to get it out and we're made for connection so you really should be talking to people about the way you feel i would say just have a good cry let yourself grieve let yourself be upset acknowledge your feelings because the more you're in denial about how you feel the harder it is to heal from whatever you're going through you know you're not going to put on the work put in the work to fix a problem you think you don't have because i just feel like it's hard to have to grieve without getting stuck in it but I feel like you're gonna get stuck in it for way longer like later down the road um if you don't deal with it now and I get it when we're broken up with or when we're rejected or when we just like don't fit the bill that we thought we would we want to go straight to full-on like bejeweled Taylor Swift of like I'm sparkling I'm gorgeous I'm shimmering I'm amazing and you want to get your revenge body you want to get your like you just want to do well in spite of everything and you just want to be like basically this just beautiful sparkly glittery person again and I feel like a lot of us are in a rush to get there, and you can't rush it. 
because then you don't deal with it and then it comes to bite you later on when people think that you should have already had it together like they would have expected you to be dealing with it and then be done meanwhile you haven't dealt with it and then now it's just starting and they're like wait what's your problem you know you're you're past it right and then you're like no I never dealt with it so I would say just make sure that you acknowledge it and I mean by asking this question you've acknowledged it but just make sure that you're really dealing with it it takes time you're not just gonna pop up and be perfect you know And then my third tip is stay busy. Don't numb out the pain by being busy, but also don't just like sit there and I don't know, let it consume you, you know, go about your daily life. Cause sometimes it's the same thing I was talking about in a different episode of like, you know, if you're invited somewhere, make sure that you say yes, if you're feeling down, because it can actually help you. Even though it seems counterintuitive, you're like, if I'm down, I shouldn't go out because I'm going to be like a buzzkill. No, that doesn't mean you're going to be a buzzkill. It's actually going to help you. So I would say stay busy, but also don't use it to numb out the pain. It's it's hard. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about, you know, your breakup, but I, it, it takes time. You know, all of this is not a quick fix and it never will be. You'll be fine though. Seriously, there are guys that I thought that I would like never get over and like here I am and I don't really even think about them anymore. So you'll get there. It'll be fine. But I am sorry. So, all right. Someone says, I noticed your pod- on your podcast, you were saying that you had gone to several events by yourself. I want to start doing more things, but coordinating with my friends is getting harder. I can relate. Um, that was me, by the way. Uh, how can I start to do things by myself and not feel weird? Yeah, I get it. It can be really hard to coordinate with friends, especially post-grad. It's like, I have no clue what anyone's doing now, and it's really difficult. Um, I would say know that it can feel weird at first, especially if you have this core group of people that you typically do things with. So it's going to feel weird at first. Um, I do a lot of things with my sisters, honestly, but even then, even though we, we all live at home, we all live in the same house. It can be so hard to pin down someone's schedule and just be like, Hey, we're all going to this at the same time. People are like, I have this, I have this, I'm doing this. Like, it's so difficult. Um, anyway, I do things with my sisters, but there are some things that they're not really interested in that I am. And same thing with me. I'm not interested in some things that my sisters are interested in and they're like, yeah, I want to do this. And I used to just not go to things if they didn't want to go. Not because I feel like they were holding me back or anything like that at all, but just because I didn't think about it. I didn't think to go alone. I was like, no, uh uh-uh going alone like I didn't even think about going alone it really never even crossed my mind but then I got older and realized that I could do things alone and I think that uh there's several reasons for this I shared a car with my siblings when I was in college and so there's a certain freedom that comes now with me having my own car so I'm like oh this is interesting I was actually on a walk with my sisters and I was like I think the reason I'm doing a lot more things now is because like I don't have to bring the car home for anyone else to use like I have my own vehicle and so I don't know like with that car I was like hey I can do things alone that's interesting so for some reason before it just really didn't click I think that the first time doing something alone could really be the hardest I went to that Taylor Tomlinson show by myself and that was one of the first things one of the first things I went to other events alone um before that but that was like the one big thing that I did alone and it was kind of weird it was it was fun I had a great time but it was a little bit weird but I had gone to like alumni events with my college I went to one alone and I was like I ended up sitting at a table with some random people and they were super nice I don't we didn't click they were older 
better. It was honestly, I'm one of those people who like first table I see, I'm like going to go grab it because I don't want to like walk into the middle of the room for some reason. <laughs> so that was the first table and it was people like kind of in their thirties and they were talking about stuff and I was just like, Hey, and so they kind of included me, but I will say that was an awkward experience. It just was. And there's some things that'll be fun, some things that'll be kind of like, okay. Mm, so I stayed for like an hour, I think, maybe, actually, I think it was less than that, but stayed for however long I felt like I wanted to stay, and then I left, and it was cool. I was proud of myself for going by myself. So if you don't get anything else out of it, you will be proud of yourself for trying. But there are also a lot of things that you are going to be able to do by yourself that are going to be fun. You know, I, I feel like the first time you're really not sure what to expect. So I'll just say get out there and do that first thing. And like I said, if you don't enjoy it, it doesn't mean you're not going to enjoy other things that you do alone. You know, I think, I honestly do think that that alumni event was my first thing really alone alone. And I was like, huh. It wasn't the most fun. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't the most fun. But then I went to that Taylor Tomlinson show, and I was like, this is fun. <laughs> you know, I enjoy it. It's kind of weird just to, like, be by myself, but it's also kind of fun. Like, I don't know. There is a little bit of freedom. You can kind of decide, spur of the moment, hey, after the show, I want to do this. Or if you had plans to do something after the show and you didn't want to, you could just go home. So good luck with it. I think that it's a really good thing for some people to be doing, well, for everyone really to do some stuff by themselves. You know, you need alone time and you also, you know, you can do things by yourself and it doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you alone, alone. It just means that you wanted to do something. No one was available. So you did it anyway. Yeah. All right. Last one. Someone said, what is your most valuable advice for college students entering their senior year? Congratulations on being a senior. First of all, it's very fun. I would say keep an open mind and do as much as you can or want to. So in my senior year, I kept a really open mind. I was taking on some new projects and stuff. I was managing editor of a student newspaper and I was just like, okay, cool. Like I started this in like the summer uh, before my senior year. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, people don't typically start things the summer of their senior year, like, that doesn't happen typically, and, you know, everyone's been involved since freshman year, and I'm, like, just now getting involved, and so I was, like, fine, like, it's good, and I knew in my, like, the back of my mind, I was, like, it's senior year, what can happen? Guys, it was my best semester ever. It was my best, like, year ever, honestly. I got so many opportunities. I made so many friends. I really had a core group of people that I hung out with, which was so nice, and I hadn't really had that before. I bounced around a lot being in the degree program that I was in. First of all, being, like, changing my major freshman year, all of that. So I'd say, if you just, like, chalk up the experience to, like, I just want to get out of here and blah, 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 and you don't let yourself have those experiences, you're not going to get those experiences because you don't let yourself have them. So I would say definitely keep an open mind. I feel like by now it's kind of nice because you'll probably give yourself a good foundation as far as grades go. So for me, I knew I could kind of let go a little bit senior year, even though it was important that I graduate. I was like, I don't think I'm going to mess up anything too badly where I don't graduate, so I'll be fine. You know, of course, I had my GPA goals and all of that, but I was like, I mean, I want to, I want to, like, socialize and have fun, and I don't want to, like, worry too much about grades like I did the last three years, so that was really a good part of my senior year, was not having to worry too much about grades, 
and I felt like I could give myself more time for hanging out with friends um, and just going to football games and not being so preoccupied by tests and studying and all of that. Uh, I would also recommend you setting some time aside from school if you haven't already to assess your interests. That's something I did um, kind of early on, which helped me, but if you haven't done that yet, I would do that. And I would also say get an internship or two doing something in that realm. Even if you can't, shadow someone, have an informational interview. I did that with the editor of the magazine that I now work for. You know, get the opportunity to do something that you want to do after graduation, but also try to do things that don't have to do with graduation or with your career or whatever. Do fun things that you want to continue to do that have nothing to do, like have hobbies, basically, like have hobbies. It is, that's something that I am doing now. I think I mentioned yesterday, a couple days ago, I don't remember, um, that I was playing guitar now a little bit more. And I used to do that all the time. And I think it's taken me this long to like not stress about it because it was very stressful my freshman year because I was a guitar major, which sounds hilarious. But anyway, I was a guitar major and I had such stress surrounding guitar that I just haven't picked it up since. Like I played a couple songs. It's been fun. It's been good. But now I'm kind of like, I really want to learn some songs. Like I want to play guitar. And that's just something that I think is really therapeutic and so if you can do that senior year that'll give you something not guitar necessarily but if you can like have a hobby or stick with a hobby or something it'll kind of give you something to just kind of like have going into your career that doesn't necessarily have to do with your career because you're not all your career is not all that you are you know so it's important to develop things outside of that all right thank you so much i really hope that this advice episode helped you out and if you have any other things that you would like for me to give advice on, let me know. I have some open slots for Podmas, just a couple. So if you want another advice episode, ask me your questions, email them to me, or um, put them on Instagram. You know, DM me on Instagram. I might put something on my Instagram stories, but it depends. So just let me know, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.